0: What's up, guys? Lucas Still with Optimum awesome Athletes. I'm here with Tyler Ferguson. Tyler's been with us now for coming up on two years, I think. About two years now. Um, and one of the reasons I want to bring Tyler on the podcast was I think a common misconception is that the only thing that we really do here is velocity training. And while velocity training is a big part of what we do, it's definitely not the only thing we do. Uh, Tyler first came to us March of eighteen.
1: Uh, sounds about right. After I got released.
0: Somewhere around there. 19. Okay. Yeah. And one of the big things for you was your inability to stay healthy. You kind of battled injuries throughout your career. Um, and you trained here for a couple of months and then was able to go and have a full season where you took the ball a lot and remained healthy and had a lot of success. So what happened in those couple of months here? What did you do with Casey or Ryan or Evan over on the time side that kind of allowed you to go and take the ball a lot?
1: Okay. So... I got released in, uh, I think it was like my fourth spring training with the Rangers. So March of 19, got released. uh, I had an injury in 16 where I tore my lat, so I was out for most of that year, played all of 17. 18, I had a, they thought it was bicep tendonitis, it ended up being like a rotator cuff strain, so I missed on and off all of 18. Um, And then going into 19 spring training, I was, Vila was down, I was 90, 92. usually you were mid to upper 90s yeah yeah usually sitting 94 to 96 touching 98 99 so Vila was down had a one bad outing and as soon as I had that they said see you so just with the risk of injury being high it's like they don't want to have that on their plate um so came here started working with Casey Ryan and Evan and um you know, big thing was just like working with time and getting some T-spine mobility so that I could actually move properly. So I wasn't putting myself in bad positions and putting extra stress on my shoulders. So that's kind of where we started and kind of, that was a, a quick improvement with them. And then once we got that, it was just building a base of volume really. Mm-hmm. And then, cause some of the things I wanted to do was like, I needed to A, figure out how to get healthy and stay healthy, but B, it was how not to cut the ball and how to feel athletic on the mound. So Sometimes I had the yips years ago. And so that's something you kind of always deal with is a little bit of the yips and like that creates bad habits. And so I started cutting the ball because of that. I think that's a big reason. And then, you know, if you're doing the plow balls wrong, you're going to start cutting the ball too. So
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I think another thing that I remember is that Ryan and Casey also got on base you certified. So I think in addition to Kyme, which if you guys don't know, Kyme is our in-house physical therapy they're in the same building as us. They deal a lot with you know UFC fighters and the general pop in the area and also with most of our pro athletes, and they are top-notch. They're awesome, and they've been able to help you and a bunch of other guys stay healthy and move well, which I think is a big part of it, as you said. Um, but I think, didn't didn't Ryan on base you, you too and just kind of highlight yeah. like whatever, I don't know exactly what it was, but certain movements that we needed to kind of correct to get in better positions? Yeah, it was just like,
1: again, T-spine rotation is huge as a pitcher. If you can't move... You can't like lay your arm back Definitely. right and all that. So that with a little bit of uh, needed a little bit more forearm pronation, I lack that. So that's why I'm kind of supinated and tend to cut the ball. Right. So yeah, that was another thing. So doing so, the goal was how do we be athletic and how do we not cut the ball? And so we just kind of built up a lot of volume back in March, April of um, last year of 19. And that was just huge. That just kind of like got me some more confidence, and I started cut, cutting the ball less. So on the Rap Soto and the slow mo, I was spinning the ball at 75, 80 percent efficiency, yeah. which is really bad, really bad. Definitely. It's just a gyro ball that doesn't stay up. Um, so the result of that is like I'm throwing 95, but I'm not getting swing and misses. And so the question kind of like was for years before you know Rav Soto got big was like why. Like right. there's, cause when you throw a spin on, on a TrackMan, it'll show high spin rate. So you see a high spin rate, you see a high velocity. You're like, this guy should have swing and misses. I wasn't getting any. I was getting a lot of foul balls and a lot of con- hard contact Definitely. at times. So that was unfun. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> fun. Um, so we started hammering away with just like not cutting the plyo balls and building up a lot of volume. And so that started right away, just cleaning up the efficiency. Like my first bullpen after doing that for a month, my efficiency was like consistently 85% probably, right. which doesn't sound great, but when you were struggling to get it at 80 before, 85 80, is great. Yeah. And so basically a lot of it is, if you see them, if you're watching on video, is like my middle finger would come off the ball and then my, middle, my index finger would just like spin it. So it would just completely throw it off the axis, and it would be kind of gyro-y through the zone. Right. So that was the first big jump was just like, hey, let's not cut the ball. And, uh, with the plyos. And that cleaned up things right away. And so now it's just been like a slow process of building on top of that.
0: Definitely. I mean, obviously, the first goal, is get you got to get healthy. Yeah. That's got to be, you know, first and foremost. But after that, I remember uh, your big goal was just, how do I not cut the ball? And again, it wouldn't really do you a lot of justice for us. Hey, we're going to have you do pull-downs or we're going to have you do Velo stuff like you already throw hard. But as you said, like, you're not cutting it to the point where you have a, a nasty Mariano Rivera cutter. No, you're it's not, it not over the top.
1: Like, Glass now, like, you can be like, Tyler Glasnow was talking about how he cuts the ball, but to throw in a really good cutter, you have to be way over the top. Like mm-hmm. Mariano Rivera, yeah. Dave, like Roberts, uh, Jansen, Glasnow, they all throw straight right. over the top. So from a low arm slot, you can't cut the ball.
0: And it was just like, just enough to the point where it wasn't cutting, but it wasn't taken off this way like yeah. you wanted to. It just kind of just went straight, just right? Bare, they yeah. were barrel finders. <laughs> I like
1: They were just throwing barrel finders. Which is
0: weird to think about that you throw a 95 on our barrel, finder, barrel yeah, finders. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I got exposed in 17. Like, I... Playing in high A, I had times where I would throw two seamers and I'd sink the ball and I'd have success for a couple outings. But if the ball wasn't sinking or I was throwing a four seam, like middle of the zone, it was just like home run right. derby some days. And
0: cause especially because your main off speed pitch is your slider, so yeah, coming off that, if you're not getting as much separation as exactly. you were, it's just gonna make all your pitches worse in that exactly. sense. But what uh, what specifically did you do to help besides just volume? you know, what did you do on the plywall? Do you use any specific tools? I know you use the high speed camera, but I also know you use like the clean fuego a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So since then, like I would say last season, I probably pitched at like a 90% efficiency. So some days it was a little better, some days it's not as good. And like you could, I can honestly tell day to day, like how hitters are reacting, where, where my fastball was at. And it's not something you can make an adjustment in game per se, but it's something you can kind of just like see how hitters are reacting to your fastball. Um, so I think I pitched about that, and then coming into this next year, same thing, just kind of slowly working on it in spring training with the Dodgers this year, I was probably around low low 90s now. My bad ones were still in the 80s, but I was having a little more 92, 93s, but my vertical was only 15-ish. Mm-hmm. I, would, I was able to get some swing and misses up and away to lefties and uh, occasionally on righties, but it wasn't quite high enough. So... Been using the clean fuego some, which has been great because it's just a visual feedback right away. Definitely. Like playing catch every day, you can see it because you can't always tell when you're just playing catch with a baseball. So that's been huge using the high speed cameras and just seeing exactly how it's coming off. Because some days, like again, like I said, my fingers won't want to come off at the perfect time. So playing right. around with different grips, playing around with different cues of like pronate earlier, pronate more, you know, throw the ball more to the arm side, just little things where it can get visual feedback right away because with, definitely you don't always you you feel like you're making an adjustment but if rapsodo is telling you no and then you look at the video and it's saying no well at least you can see like okay i need to try a different cue a different right i need to try to pronate more i need to well that's
0: why i think the rapsodo video is so good for like pitch to pitch adjustments right yeah you're not you don't have to go back after the bullpen and be like well like you talk to your catcher and be like oh this is what's happening you can see it in the next pitch be like oh that i gotta change the cue or i gotta change the feel yeah because that didn't that didn't get it done. That was eighty two percent when I'm trying to be ninety five plus.
1: Yeah. And that is a game I kinda play sometimes during my bullpen is like, okay, I threw that one. What I think that efficiency is ninety four, like before it even pops up, just so I can even get more mental like feedback of like, that's what that one felt like, that's what that one felt like. Or like I I threw this one glove side, but I don't think I cut it. Did right. I keep it up at ninety four efficiency, ninety five efficiency, or was it eighty eight? Like and so that's like the biggest thing for the last couple of weeks is my spin efficiency's gone up a little bit, but my bad ones are in the nineties still. They're not 85s. Yeah. They're not low numbered. They're not big cut gyro balls. They're just a touch off, which has been nice because I've I've been able to bring my floor up. Now it's just like increasing that ceiling to get those 98, yeah. 99s where I get those. When those average extra comes verticals. up, like
0: you're gonna have way less 80% that are just, you know, hit out of the park. Yeah.
1: It's I mean that's the thing, is like getting rid of the 88s, the nineties that guys get the barrel to instead of that 93 94 95 where i get foul ball swing and miss right. like that's the big difference because that's where your vertical goes above that 15 16 and that's where you it plays Definitely. like i mean that's the dodgers came to me the spring training and were like okay number one thing that matters is velo when it comes to like fastballs like what plays velo always plays but second is vertical movement and your vertical's not good enough right now. So you either need to spin it more or you need to throw two seamers. Like you need to spin it more efficiently or throw two seamers. And so two seam is something I can always go back to, but if I can get the four seam efficiency, like that is the easiest, easiest path to the big leagues in my eyes. Yeah. Like that is, like if I can make that fastball jump in the one spot of the zone, like if I can throw my four seam up an arm side, I can throw a breaking ball off of that yeah. and those two pitches will play. Like, you just... Big league reliever, right there. Yeah, I mean, my buddy's Pete Fairbanks with the Rays, like, that's all he does. Is he yes. throws, Like, He's more over the top now. He's got a really short arm. He spins it really well. He throws a four-seam at the top of the zone with a hard slider at the bottom, and they just tell him to throw it yeah. two balls below the zone.
0: There you go. And then kind of going back to what you were just saying a little bit ago about guessing kind of what the percent was before the Rapsodal pops up, that's got... The better you get that, the more able you're going to be able to in-game be like, oh, that one didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Or and actually know like okay, I need to change something Yeah. and make pitch-to-pitch adjustments, which is huge. Um, but just kind of as we wrap up here, what... I know that first, you know, some kids out there, whatever, they're struggling with their cut, um, they might not have access to wraps out every day. And, and then we have the luxury here where we're able to film your plyos and film everything. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but another thing you use in conjunction with that was the ability to just see where the plyos were coming off the wall. Yeah. And be like, hey, if I'm doing a pivot pick and the ball comes off in front of me, i probably cut that. Or Absolutely. yanked it, either one. Yeah,
1: I think putting out, like putting up a target where you're throwing on the wall is huge because that way you can base it off something. So if you go up to the wall, you put your arm out to the side. Okay. That's where I'm going to throw it. My head's here. I'm going to throw it over here though. Cause I'm only five, six, seven feet away from the, the wall. So if you're throwing that ball in front of your head and it's bouncing left, then you know, you're cutting it. But if you're throwing it and the ball's hitting the wall on your right hand side or for me, right? And then bouncing straight back. I know I'm not cutting that ball you're directly behind that. Ball. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, w- like and not you can cutting use, the ball. like
0: the slow mo on iPhones is good enough to yeah. at least get a general idea of. Hey, that looked pretty good. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and I've been doing the taping or marking the the plyo balls on occasion just because, even though sometimes on the phone it will look like I'm behind it and I'm decent, but once you put that line on it, it's even harder to keep it like.
0: It's really easy to see. It
1: really shows you how efficient it is because it may yeah. look decent out of your hand, but the plyos just come out funny sometimes 100%. where it's not like actually efficient.
0: I know obviously the clean fuego has been helpful for you. Something I use as a kid is hockey pucks. It's yeah. a little cheaper, but <laughs> you know, clean fuego obviously has got the, the laces on there. It's probably a little better, but if you can't get your hands on those, see if you can get a hockey puck. Uh, any final thoughts on any tips for guys trying to get rid of their
1: cut their fastball? Just pay attention to it. I mean, that's the thing is like you can go through the motions of throwing plow balls every day. And if you're not paying attention, you're just going through the motions of just throwing it against the wall and not actually, focused on what you're doing, then you're, ju- you're just going to put yourself behind. You're going to ingrain habits that are so much harder to break out of. At 27 and cutting balls for years, like <laughs> the the ability, it's a lot harder for me to make a change than it is for someone that's 18, 19, 20 and cutting the ball. Like,
0: I mean, especially if you're throwing plows every day, you're throwing, you know, 30, 40 reps and you go play catch, another 30, 40 reps. Like there's so many reps up. accumulating.
1: Yeah. So the more... Like, the more you can focus on those reps and make those quality, the easier it is going to be to make, like, be good, on, like, have quality pitches on the mound. And it all adds up. So that's the biggest thing is just pay attention to what you're doing and have a plan.
0: Yes, sir. Well, Fur, thank you. Appreciate thank you coming you. on. Yep. We'll uh, do another one soon. Sounds good. Peace out, everyone at home. Thanks for listening.